It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Previously on the Harry Strange Radio Drama. Search his pockets. I already did. I'm not talking to you, Mr. Strange. From the shadows came two misshapen beings. They stood about three feet tall with claws larger than table saws. Their heads were about twice the size of their bodies. Their mouths couldn't close all the way because of two rows of long, jagged teeth. The little bald abominations moved so fast it was impossible to watch their claws. The unthinkable, the impossible happened. What to do? Hmm, how can I turn this to my advantage? See, here's the thing. I'm going to find little Annie Hyde. That's what I told her parents I would do, and I'm a man of my word. It's done, Harry. I looked down at Kelsey. There wasn't anything left in there. Elizabeth put her arm on my shoulders and led me away from Kelsey's body. I shook her off and went back into exam room three. Danny's body was still twitching. Happening now on the Harry Strange Radio Drama. Are you enjoying your tea, Lilith? It's a blend of 14 different leaves from trees here in my garden. As always, Morningstar, you provide the most sensual delights of any world. A treat to the flesh and the mind. Your words are mellifluous and sweet. Yet they ring hollow. Have I done something to offend you? Sheikhs and kings have entertained me, indulging me with lavish dinners, posh favors, and grandiose gifts. Yet their baubles were barely worthy of feral cats compared to the delights I taste in this tea. I'm honored that the Prince of Darkness and the Lord of Hell would be so concerned with my comfort, Morningstar. There is a certain urgency to this visit. The unthinkable has happened. Uh, that seems most unlikely. Well, obviously, if you've thought of it, it cannot be unthinkable. That would be a contradiction, and contradictions don't exist. Have you been spending time with Ayn Rand again? <gasps> she is such a delight. And a wonderful thinker. I'm thrilled she ended up with us. As I was saying, if you've thought it, it's obviously thinkable. So to say that something is unthinkable, well, it's a logical fallacy. Fair enough, Morning Star. A challenging event has occurred. One of my girls... Lilith, I have had many names through the centuries. Honorifics and praises from the most powerful men and women on the planet. Yet you call me by the same name he does. Sometimes I think you're the only one of my subjects who doesn't fear me. Morning Star, you are a beautiful man. Skin like caramel, eyes to get lost in... Pecs that go on forever and thighs. Mm. Don't get me started on them. I respect what you've done. Stood your ground. Built your own world here. But darling, lover, never forget. I am here because I will not bow to him. I am not one of your subjects. I offer tribute to you because you need to keep face. But I'm not subservient to you. Your dominion over me is a name only. 
I was his favorite. As was I. And look what being the favorite got us. Pit of fire for me, and eternal damnation for you. God's quite the prankster. Amen to that. I must say, your tributes are consistently... Mm, entertaining. What's the live one's name? Brother Sordeo. Yes. Sordeo. He's been... Mm, amusing. He says the silliest things. I'm glad you enjoy him, but we really need to discuss... Do you know why most mortals end up here? <sighs> for the tea? That's only for special guests. They end up here for two vices I am sure you're quite cozy with. Pride and vanity. Every sin finds its way back to them. The problem, the opportunity I bring, is time-sensitive. To you, perhaps, but not for me. I'm eternal. You won't be if you don't listen to me. <laughs> you think something you know is a threat to my eternal existence. Now, now your pride of intellect surpasses even mine. Don't sell yourself short, Morningstar. They write poetry about your vanity. Nonetheless, what you know, what you think you know, is insignificant in my grand plan. Insignificant? Have you read the ancient texts? And I don't mean the ones the humans wrote. The original stone tablets passed down by Michael and Sheba? I was there when they were written. Did you pay attention? Did you read them? <laughs> Why would I? You really are a pompous ass. I could smite you with a snap of my fingers. With just a word from my lips, you could be skinned and rotating over a fire pit, sentient the entire time. Now, if I were you, I would choose my next words very carefully. I came to you because the issue concerns us both. Remember, Pompey? I do remember. I assisted with certain aspects. But this time it concerns you, my lover, far more than I. Your pride is the reason Fiona is still alive. You should have dispatched her to the eternal rest when you had the chance. But instead, you kept her sentient so she could live in torment. Now, believe me, Lilith, I love a good torment more than anyone. But you were so blinded by your wounded pride that you failed to consider all the possibilities and eventualities. Now the error of your pride is obvious, and you expect me to fix it. No, beautiful one. This is your screw-up. You need to make it right. This time, the consequences are on your head. I need your help, Morningstar. The two of us could... Poets and artists slice away their body parts to feel a fraction of the passion that you and I share. But that passion will not solve this problem. You will. On your own. Goodbye, Lilith. I cannot believe he just transported me out of his gardens. I hate it when he does that. Look at these cretins staring at me. I should strike them all blind. I wonder which redneck backwater town he sent me to this time. You there. Muscular one with the flying disc and the Luke Bryan smile. Where am I? The green at Kennesaw State. Kennesaw? Georgia? Great. The Morning Star thinks he's so funny. The Morning Star? 
Never mind, darling. Want to play frisbee? <laughs> If I had more time, I would frisbee your world, pretty boy. But alas, I have pressing matters to tend to, and I seek a different human. What the? Where did she go? Magic and magical people. The unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. Do you smell that? Mineral, oily methane. Dampness and brimstone. I was talking about the fires in the mines. Look at this. The walls have root systems breaking through. I've never seen a building in such a horrid state before, and I've been in some horrific places. I bet they haven't been like this. This is a baratrimostium. I wasn't sure before, but that smell—man, you can never forget that smell. There are places like this all over the world. Usually, they lead to other dimensions. You mean metaphysical dimensions? I don't know about the meta, but a big ten four on the physical. The original builders dug these places deep into the earth and slapped some OSM spells on them. Go deep enough, no telling where you'll end up. OSM spell? Old school magic, the really nasty stuff. Virgin sacrifices, blood rituals, still beating hearts, made the mines look like high school Wiccans. And you know all this? How? That's a long story. We have ample time. So what's your game, Elizabeth? Why are you here? I don't have a game. I am here to observe. Race Institute is very interested in this unnatural order. There are probably safer ways to observe. I'm the girl who spent years in a rainforest at the Amazon basin because I am a total immersion girl. What were you doing down there? Studying the behavior patterns of the big cats. Kelsey's death wasn't your fault, Harry. You tried your best. The past couple of years have been difficult. Losing Carmen was tough. I imagine it would be. Did you ever talk to your friend Gabriella after that? She's an angel, not my friend. But no, I fired her and that floating baby the day Carmen died. Haven't you ever wanted to talk to her? I mean, I thought you said it was the cherub's order not to save Carmen. Gabriella was just obeying the rules. Really, the I was just following orders defense? No, ma'am, that doesn't work for me. Are you sure? Some people or angels may not be as comfortable as you are with deviating from the rules. We always have a choice. Free will's part of our programming. Gabriella chose to obey the pint-sized tyrant and let Carmen die. She made her choice, and I made mine. No regrets, baby. Really? Never. When you've been around as long as me, regrets will paralyze you. Regrets are like a shirt of nails that gets heavier with every lament and second guess. Eventually, that shirt becomes so heavy and painful it's impossible to do anything except think about that shirt. And Kelsey? I feel remorse that I couldn't save her, not regret that I didn't try. You still have power in your tricorder thingy? It's a, just call it a tablet. And yes, I do. Why? Look up more about the verger. I know we're getting close to him. How do you know that? Well, the smell for one. 
Secondly, look behind us. What the hell? That wasn't there before. Nope. The verger's been putting up the walls about every 50 feet. There isn't any going back. Now, obviously, we don't have any type of data signals down here. But I saved most of your books to the device, rather than the cloud. You know, I don't really need a running narration of news for nerds. Just tell me the facts. Shh! Reading! Okay. There are little creatures who mine the earth, looking for magic crystals. Got that part. What about killing them? They refine the crystals and use them for their powerful magic. Almost as strong as a fall demon. Their bodies, however, are small and weak and subject to the same physics as non-enchanted humans. Their apparent inbreeding has led to children that are weak, disfigured, and rarely live beyond age five. Okay, whatever. They can be killed. That's all we need to know. Why is your gun always your first solution? It's a powerful weapon. I won't even dignify that with a comment. Shh! Did you hear that? What? Shh! Then don't ask me if I heard something. Shh! This way. Look. It opens in two. The mines. Look at all the children. Harry, there are hundreds of them. Do you see her? I don't know. They are all covered in filth. My God, how long has this been going on? A very long time, sweetie. What the hell? This is for Kelsey. Are you kidding me? You won't be needing that. He just pulled your gun out of your hand. From across the room. I don't need a gun to take out this pocket-sized troll. Prepare to die, Verger. Harry, are you okay? That looked like it hurt. Fine. Okay, Verger, you've had your fun. Let's talk. Stop, Verger. I will show... Ow! My gun! He made it burn my hand! <laughs> this is so much fun. Pick it on a girl. Why don't you fight someone your own size, munchkin? My face! Stop it! If you keep smashing his head into the ground, you will kill him. He annoys me. He annoys everyone. Please stop! Well, this just blows. You're awake. How are you feeling? Like I've been through the small intestine of some giant meat-eating monster. My face is killing me. You're probably going to have a scar. Or several. I'm just surprised you can speak. I thought certainly your jaw was broken in multiple places. It was. I heal quickly. If you recall, I healed from a shotgun blast to the chest. I do. I thought that was an anomaly. Everything about me is an anomaly. I am beginning to believe that. Ah, Still hurts to move. You took quite a beating out there. I've had worse. Get me up to speed on current events. Where are we? Where's the verger? Well... We are in a room that appears to be nothing more than six sides of cement. I can't even find the seams between one wall and the next. Well, I'm not staying here. Really? Well, unless you have some C4 and your tighty whities I don't see a way out. That's not C4. I'm just happy to see you. We are probably going to suffocate in this cinder block box. No, we won't. But our escape will require my biggest weapon. Harry! We are in dire straits here. Must you go on and on about that? I meant my brain. Try to keep your mind out of the gutter, toots. 
Verger! Verger! I want to talk to you. You may want to change your tone considering how he felt about you the last time you met. You're right. Come here, you ugly little lawn gnome. I got something for you. What is it, Mr. Strange? I am working. No, you're watching the children work. My thralls, not children. Workers mining for me. Yeah, whatever. I want to make a deal. Deal? With what? You have nothing Verger needs. But I do. I can offer you a thrall who can work forever, never wear down, and never die. I've had thralls who live for 40 to 50 years. Some live to 60. Where would you find one who lives forever? You're looking at him, bub. What? Harry, no! Shh! Man working here. Oh, this will end well. I already have you. Not really. I'm offering you a willing thrall. Don't care about willing. None of them were willing. At first. I'm not a child, Verger. You've never seen unwilling until you've seen me being uncooperative. He's right, Verger. Harry's an ass on the best of days. I'll try to escape three times a day. I'll collapse the mines. I'll organize the thralls to attack. I'll be the biggest pain in the ass you ever had. Then I will kill you, sweetie. Good luck with that. And when I keep coming back, then what? I will kill your woman. Her? Elizabeth? Kill her. Go ahead. I don't even like her that much. What? Hell, I'll kill her now if you want. She's been getting on my nerves for the last two days. I'll kill her just to show you I'm a man of my word. Harry! I want you both as willing thralls. Done. Excuse me. I have agreed to no such thing. She'll go along with it. She does whatever I tell her. And what do you want in exchange for your willingness to accept your fate? Nothing major. It's tiny, really. One little girl, thrall, named Annie Hyde. I don't know their names. Find her. Show me. Thralls, align! I'll need your help, Elizabeth. There are so many of them. How can you pick just one? I was only hired to find one. So you will let the rest of them die? If he goes for this, we'll be here to protect them. That should increase their chances of survival. I thought you had some grand plan to get us and the children out of here. Why would you think that? I've been a bucket of nihilism since you found me in St. Augustine. It was Ocala. Really? Ocala? Anyway, I want nothing to do with the world out there. Angels, demons, they can drown in a pit of fire. What about the humans, then? What about them? They're miserable monsters who deserve whatever apocalyptic nightmares await them. Then why bother with this little girl? Because I gave my word. And unlike angels or cherubs, my word means something. There she is. Annie! Annie Hyde! Come here, sweetheart. We have her, Verger. This is the child I want in exchange for Elizabeth and me. Ow! Hey, Verger, you don't have to be so rough with her. Still my thrall can do what I like. Yes, yes, we know. Do we have a deal? And you will stay, no tricks. I give you my word. And the woman? She speaks for herself. Well, sweetie, what will it be? I can squeeze the little girl's throat tight. No tricks. 
Willing thralls? Willing thralls. And you, woman? Come on, Elizabeth. This isn't easy. I think he's going to expect a little more from me. This is a big step. Fine. Then I kill this thrall and take five more in her place. No, done. I'll be a willing thrall. The champion of the angels and his companion are now my thralls? This has been a good day. Okay, Verger, now let Annie go. Of course, sweetie. With the wave of my hand, I send Annie back to her. What's that sound? I didn't hear anything. Me neither. If this is trick, I'll gut Annie and force her parents to eat her entrails. I give you my word. No tricks. Just let her go. Maybe I should think about it. Annie seems very... tender. Please, I'll do whatever you ask. Just send Annie home. I'm wondering if there's more to this little thrall than you are letting me know. I gave you my word and you agreed. Now, if vergers aren't worthy of their word... I mean, if you can't really bargain with a verger, then they're worthless Welshers. No! Vergers keep their word. It's humans you cannot trust. Always with another trick. But I'm not just a human, am I? I'm the champion of the angels. That must mean I'm more trustworthy than just any human. Surely you know that. Mm, I trust you, Harry Strange. What was that? I don't know. Rats in the walls? Come on, Verger. Let Annie go. With the wave of my hand. What the hell are those things? They are growing out of the shadows. You lie, Harry Strange. Now she dies. That's not me. Those are imps. No. Get them off of me. They're tearing at my never seen anything like them. Their heads are huge. Are those teeth? Get down! Hide! Virgil released Annie. Yeah, getting eaten will do that to you. I'll get her. You stay here. Annie, come here. Annie! I'm gonna take you home to Mommy and Daddy. Harry, someone is walking through the fire. Watch out for the imps. I've got Annie. (laughs) It'll be okay. Who is it? I don't know, but the imps are going back to the shadows. Wait. Oh, no. It can't be! Hello, Mr. Strange. Lilith. What are you doing here? The Lilith? I thought that would be obvious, Harry. I'm saving your ass. Again. Harry Strange, episode 304, The Overbrook, part 2, was written by Tony Serechia and directed by Jason Tyler. All material is copyright by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Matt Nix, Parissa Johnston, Joe Roche, Emma Green, Kellen Stennett, and Trisha Groves. To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash harrystrangeradio. Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. For comments that may be included on future shows, call the listener hotline at 678-379-8669. That's 678-379-TONY. 
Harry's opening and closing theme music was written and performed by Ryan Lassard and is copyrighted by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlassardmusic at gmail.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyrighted by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit Incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. Sound effects provided by license with SoundSnap.com. For the Harry Strange Radio Drama, I am Joanne Pruden. Good night. For friendly service and fuel that's fine, there's a smile for every mile at the Ocean sign. Good afternoon, miss. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood, Ocheline Station. What can I do for you today? Hola, Jess. I need exactly two dollars of Ocheline, por favor. Excuse me, did you say... Si. I said exactly two dollars, please. This is the Ocheline Station, Jess. Yes, indeedy. We sell only Ocheline with or without kelpinate and Ocheline sargasso with saladine. But why do you want exactly $2 worth? Because the man on the radio told me that I would get more miles per dollar when I choose Ocheline with kelpinate. Today, I plan to drive twice as far as I normally do. Yes, I see. And I will also need enough Ocheline to get back home. Juicy? Uh... See, I see. For friendly service and fuel that's fine, there's a smile for every mile at the Ocheline sign. Ocheline.